Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to podcast from The Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's uh, podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book, called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today and uh, but more specifically chapter 10 discusses the 12 things men fear about church and so we're going to cover those 12 things starting today yeah so we are on uh, fear number nine and fear number nine is uh, I don't know really if I call it a fear so much as a just an excuse of why people don't go to church, because I don't know why people would be afraid of this. <laughs> but uh, it is, all they want is my money. I think it's more they're afraid of giving their money, not the want of the church for your money. So, yeah, that I mean, that could be. Um, it's more of a control. I work yeah. hard for my money. It's my money. Can I sing I've seen the church abuse money. It? Go ahead. I work hard for my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. That'll be enough of that. <clears throat> so let's uh, well let's jump into the book here. Um, men are expected to earn a good living and accumulate possessions. I'm not 100% on board with the possessions part, but regardless. Um, <clears throat> expected. Expected. It's a cultural okay. thing. There you go. Uh, so men are expected to earn a good living and accumulate possessions. Having the right stuff is important to men. It's one way they prove their manhood. A big, a, a big bad truck, a trophy home, a nice boat. Like it or not, men size each other up by what they own. Church-going guys are no exception, believe me. Uh, they need underlies. <laughs> this need <laughs> Thank underlies. you. Uh, let's, uh, uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave that in there. <laughs> this need underlies men's most common complaint about church. All they want is my money. The church wants it both ways. A man is supposed to drop 10% in the plate, but he gets in trouble for working too many hours. Giving not only affects his bank balance, but also crimps his ability to prove himself through the accumulation of possessions. Once a man starts giving, he learns that those who give receive. Still, this lesson can be harder for men to learn because society expects him to be flush. So That was a tough oh, read. Good Lord, man. Did you see all those big words in there? Man. I looked a couple of them. Up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, uh, you know, I have seen, though, a few times that, you know, 
of course, we're expected to give. And it's the, the giving is not, I guess, it shouldn't be a fear that the church is wanting you to give because God calls us to give. Yeah. So I've heard that a few times. And my, my biggest issue with that is, you know, or or I don't like listening to the, the Christian radio station because all they do is uh, ask for money or whatever. Sure. I think we're so brainwashed by listening to radio or by for kids. That's something that your parents listened to back in the day. <laughs> or... Uh, or simply by watching TV, um, I think we're groomed so much to that that we don't look at commercials as a payment. And and listen here, when you're watching TV and a commercial comes on, that commercial is your payment to that network. No, my payment is the $60 they take out (laughs) every month and waste my time by making me watch those. So your payment of $60 (laughs) a month is for the internet or cable provider, your TV provider, to bring those episodes to your TV. That's what you're paying $60 a month for. And the, the payment for these... Uh, uh, commercials, or excuse me, for these networks, is the commercial. But we're so used to just watching or listening to a commercial that we don't realize we're paying for it. Um, the thing with going to church versus going to the grocery store or going to church versus going to the movie theater or listening to Christian radio versus listening to other radio stations, it's... The the Christian radio doesn't have the commercials, right? Right. So and they so need they, your money. They don't way. have any funding that way, and they do so for reasons that you know anybody can buy a commercial space and put whatever kind of commercial they want on it. And if they want to keep something family friendly, they might have to not have you know they might have to be selective, and they can't uh, legally. So this is why it's uh, it it they need to pledge. Um, when it comes to church, it's not like walking into a grocery store or walking into a movie theater or whatever. Who who do you think pays the light bill at church? Who do mm-hmm. you think pays the water bill at church or the electricity or for um, the the pastors who, trust me, spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just shepherding the flock, not even not even related to preaching a message. Right. You know, I mean, (laughs) there's so much involved that goes in. Um, It's, you know, and then people wonder why, well, the church never, never gives anything. Well, the church is the people. So if the people aren't giving to the church so that the church can support a missionary to live overseas and whatever, what are they going to do? You know, (laughs) but I'd like to look at the church as a, a, just for an example, as a business, because not the church as, but if you think that type most, of an organization, most yeah. of our listeners are men. And I know a lot of men probably don't own businesses, but everyone wants to. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. And, and even, Maybe it's just us. even, <laughs> even as, as men who, who we work, we go to work, we make money. 
we go to work and we put in our time and our labor and what do we expect in return but our paycheck right okay uh in first timothy 5 7 through 18 it says let the elders who is all the same word throughout scripture as pastor let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor especially those who labor in preaching and teaching and then it goes on to say the laborer deserves his wages i mean i mean it's, this is just just one verse that talks about why you should be giving money sure to the church sure to support the pastors let alone all the other things that the church does and should be doing in scripture money is mentioned over 800 times it's the second most talked about topic throughout scripture because in our world, money basically runs the world. Everything. <laughs> it, 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 it defines who you are in the culture's eyes by how much money you have, how you spend it, how you invest it. Like, you can't go out and get something without money. Like, it's so important to us and certainly is the root of all evil and pride in our lives. And God knew this. That's why he talked about it so much. Jesus talked about it in 11 of his 40 parables. <laughs> it was about money. Yeah. The fact that we get mad when a pastor talks about money from the pulpit is absurd. Because absolutely. that's what scripture is talking about. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I, <clears throat> you, know, I, you know how they say like a, a, a couple bad apples or whatever spoils the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I I think just like everything else in society, um, we like to look at, we, we like to look at the extremes, right? So we take these, uh, you know, mega church televangelist folks who are, you know, flying around on their private jets and everything and and for some reason that's the standard. I mean, you forget sure, about yeah. the pastors the should be millionaires. Thousands and thousands and thousands of churches all over the the world that you know their their pastors not only are they working a forty hour work week, but they're preaching on Sunday every Sunday, and they're also shepherding because that's the one thing like. You know, a, a pastor's salary is not paying for a message on a Sunday morning. A pastor's salary, you, you got to be thinking, there's a lot that's going on during the week. I mean, I can tell you right now that, um, you know, my pastor's been there for me at 2 in the morning when I needed it mm-hmm. on on multiple occasions. And I'm one person, and I, I like to consider myself to be one not-so-needy person. <laughs> sure. But, you know, um, so, yeah, the, the, there's so much going on behind the scenes. I lived with, uh, I lived with a pastor uh, for a while, and the amount of hours that were put in, in addition to a regular work schedule, was just... It was mind blowing, mm-hmm. absolutely mind blowing. Now you talked about like the mega churches, televangelists that clearly abuse their power and, and I, in getting don't, money. Don't get me wrong with like that's not all mega churches. It, it, no, 
but <clears throat> I'm not going to name <laughs> please don't yeah <laughs> we're not gonna okay. that's not what this controversial episode is about <laughs> we, we will have that episode maybe someday uh, but like you said there's a few bad apples that that ruin it uh this is from leadership network.org and it says that only of all the churches out there the the 300 plus thousand churches in the united states only a half a percent are considered these mega churches, which is more than two thousand people. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, <laughs> and only a fraction of those mega churches, maybe three or four, you see and hear about on TV. Sure, yeah, that ru- seems to ruin it for everybody. The sure. gi- the giving aspect of it, you know, and it's, I guess to. Uh, to, to now segue kind of into some more statistics because if we're looking at this as a a reason not to give because oh they might abuse it they might abuse it you know i guess we you can do what you want with your money god sure. obviously yeah. calls you to give to give sacrificially and generously and cheerfully and if you're giving in those three ways then I'm sure, I guarantee you're giving more than 10%, which is, seems to be a standard across the Christian church, uh, you know, a base standard, and, and some people will probably disagree. I don't believe 10% is the mandate that we're, we're not called to. There's no command to give 10%, but to give sacrificially, which I guarantee is more than that. If if you to give sacrificially means you have to step back or well or I mean stop using let's face it the government <laughs> takes more than ten percent so exactly <laughs> I mean if they can get more than ten percent I've heard that you know you want to see where someone's heart is look at their wallet yeah I mean so, it's as simple as that so the thing is though like you know people almost demand that churches do more for their communities right. Oh yeah, um, and I, maybe we see that more so in smaller communities, but I know some larger communities even, you know, well, you know, why don't you get out there and do some mission work? And there's people who need roofs on their homes and people that need furnaces and all this stuff. And why don't you just go out there and help? Well, here, here's here's the reason. It's almost, uh, I mean, it it's very similar to uh, socialism. I'll, I'll say in that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people who ride the, the free rides, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you get so many people that do that, there's not enough money flowing in to even just maintain regular expenses, yet alone doing anything on top of that. And, um, you know, there's, I'm sure there's several church-going Christians out there who will pound their fist on Facebook um, about, you know, freeloaders not working and and taking whatever kind of freebies they can get that are turning right around, going to church almost every Sunday, you know, um, enjoying what the worship team has to, has, has worked hard to put together and, um, you know, being fed by those sermons that are being preached and prepared for, you know, hours mm-hmm. and using 
using the restroom and doing all these, (laughs) you know, um, and maybe, maybe they're not even bringing anything to the potluck and yet they're eating too. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, not nonprofits source.com, um, says that five, you know, there might be only 5%, um, of folks who tithe or 5%, I guess this is nationwide, um, for, for the United States nationwide, about 5% of church going people actually tithe, which is, which means there's 95% of the people who are, you know, taking what they freeloading, freeloading <laughs> right? Yes. Taking what they can get. Right. Um, the thing is 80% of Americans only give 2% of their income. So, so this is 80% of that five, 80% of that five. Okay. So, <laughs> so that tiny little 5%. So like three and a half percent of uh, or whatever, so, whatever, somewhere in there. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you can't throw those kind of math <laughs> questions on me. 3.215%. <laughs> but, um, what's pi again? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So, you know, you have. You have a very, very, very small number of church attendees that are paying for everything. They're paying. They're they're footing the bill for your um your pastor. They're footing the bill for you know the the sound system that needed upgraded because the last one went to crap. Um, all, all the things that you go and sit and like, oh, why can't the church do this? Why can't yeah. they put on these kind of things? Yeah. Because there's no money there. Yeah. Why are they still using everything old free. transparencies in a projector yeah, right. instead of, instead of having a nice, you know, it's television with what, well, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and it's such a small fraction of people who are actually putting the effort uh, money wise into yeah. making those things happen. It's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's why there's so little going on in your communities because you're not participating right. for crying out loud. So only 5% of church going Christians tithe. And of that 5%, only 20% of them give more than 2%. That's crazy. Only <laughs> so three cents on a dollar, only tw- <laughs> like such a small amount. Yeah. Uh, which is why churches preach ten percent. <laughs> well, let's and, set the high goal, and, high goal here. And again, and we, maybe so we were just somewhere close. We were just talking about that as far as you know what percentages you give, um, you know, and uh, and I learned something new. You know, I was always expecting a tithe. A tithe is the the literal word means a tenth. <clears throat> so, yeah. but but then Will here uh, showed me that. The word tithe isn't even used in the uh, New Testament at all. It's a it's a it's an old um, Jewish law. So uh, that kind of threw me for a loop. But I still like the ten percent number. And what we typically do is Good number to shoot for. What we typically do is ten percent, um, hands down. It's the first thing that we pay, ten um, percent out of our income. Uh, but then we give on top of that to whatever it might be, you know, when Mm -hmm. we see a need come up, we, you know, and, and we have the means and we feel led, then we will, um, you know, do something additionally to that. But, um, you know, I saw other statistics that show generationally the percentage of giving has gone down 
Um, it's called cdfcapital.org. It's just a finance uh, site. But talk, like, so it's called the greatest generation anyone born before 1945. Uh, 88% of people gave charitably. Uh, Boomer, 72%. Generation X, which is 1965 to 1980, 59%. Um, and millennials, surprisingly, uh, 60 to 87%. However, even the, the higher percentages, so in, in 1945, when people made less money, the average amount of yearly giving was $1,300. Whereas millennials today, even though there's more, like we've come back as far as percentages coming up of people giving, the average amount's only $400. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, I'm giving $2. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you know, like it's, it's an insignificant amount as far as percentage-wise based on what people are making. I guess if, if that's all you have, then then you are giving sacrificially, sure. cheerfully, and joyfully. And, and that's going to vary between, you know, whoever's there. But I, I, I think, you know, the, the, big, the biggest issue is that people are using this excuse to, to hold on. Um, and, it, you know, you're always going to find things to spend your money on. You're always going to find it. I mean, my my income is probably double what it was when my wife and I first got married and sure. you know, we were still tithing and now I look at, uh, you know, look at my budget and I'm like, man, I can't imagine if I had to cut 10% of my budget now yeah. for a tithe. I don't know. I don't know where I could do that. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because while we were certainly doing it, you know, yeah, it, it's funny it, how your budget just I want to say it falls into place when you give that first part to God. When 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 you thought oh, I'd never be able to work out the way that I'm budgeting now, when you start giving to sure, God, sure. you know, you you see how God blesses you, and it all starts coming together and sure. working for your good. And yeah, you know, I think in, in two reasons that people are afraid to give their money. Uh, it's just a pride issue. It's my money. Simple as that. I don't want to give it away. I worked hard for it. Um, and I, if I don't have control of how it's used, nobody should have control of how it's used. You know. And, and then the number, number two reason I think people don't give is because we're a debt nation. Pe- people sure. have so much debt for and sure. other things their money is already going towards before they even get their paycheck. There is no room to, to give Unless you want to lose your house, your car, the kids not eat. Even if you're making good money, people are in debt. Yeah. And, you know, but statistically, uh, tithers, people who are giving to God, are 40% less likely to have any amount of significant debt. Death. Debt. <laughs> Dent, death, debt. Dent, death, All of debt. those things are just one. <laughs> Probably all three. No. Uh, it, certainly debt. Forty percent less likely to owe significant debt, um, and for what reasons you could speculate? God's sure. blessing them; they're just better with their money and budgeting. But uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add. But you had a story about uh, a couple who would tithe. Oh uh, yeah, so I heard this story, and I can't, I can't, 
can't even remember for the life of me where I heard it. So I apologize. But, um, yeah, it was a couple that they, you know, they got married. They realized they should, uh, you know, with their budget or whatever, they should start, start tithing. So they did the 10% and that worked out pretty good the first year. So the next year they decided, well, let's bump it up to 11% and everything worked out. So the next year they did 12 and fast forward 61 years into marriage, they were given 71% of, uh, their income and they, I mean, they were, they were still doing, enjoying life, you know? And, and again, I, I'm not going to be the one that sits here and says you give so that you can be. No, that's not at all. It. You give because no prosperity gospel here. Yeah, no. The, you you give because we're not. That is, it. It's not your money to begin with, right? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. We are we are stewards to what God gives us, and um, I think a lot of times it's just it's a it's more a matter of faith. Do you have faith yeah. that you can follow this command of giving and and have the faith that God is going to take care of you? Yeah. I think that's really I think that's really How what it comes down to. Humbling to be able to year after year give one more percent, one more percent that's, because it's pretty awesome. All of our lives around our money and now each each year a little more to God, a little more to God until when you hit that 51% and you're like you know, like it's got to be a life changer. Sure, you, you I'm sure. All your money is going to God. Yeah, and and you're trusting in Him to take care of you. And and who knows if that's you know going directly to the church? It might be, um, you know, different organizations. Open you know, your neighbor. It, it, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. You know, <clears throat> to summarize here, uh, not summarize, but end here with a Martin Luther quote. He says, "There are three conversions necessary: the conversion of the heart." the conversion of the mind, and the conversion of the purse. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month, at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.